Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I am excellent. I am Tiffany, and that is Lindsay, and this is Luminol Cocktail. Beautiful job. Look at me, actually introducing our podcast. We never do. I know, it's usually like six minutes in. (sighs) Yes, yes it is. But you know, we're doing things, we're changing our ways. We are a true crime podcast, if you didn't know. Yeah, so we're going to talk about some crime. Yes, we are. It's true. It's all true. Hopefully. Otherwise, According to all the sources that I'm not I, doing good research. Today I have court documents as part of my research. So it's not like I was even like, oh yes, these people in this article said. It's like I read the letters and what they said. So like I feel like you can't get any more researchier than that. I agree. Straight to the source. Yes. Made me happy. You do well on a paper if this was school. I really would. Well, I've had the week from hell. Yeah, I heard um, a little bit about it. So I just feel like we don't really need to beat that up. I had some some personal things happen. I had some work things happen. And then as the cherry on top, my um, I'm missing my favorite necklace. So Maybe Ian will buy you a new one. I mean, he would, but, like, I, I want mine. Well, I understand. That's not, you know. I yeah. understand Yes. <laughs> But maybe yes. you'll get a new one. Yes. Which could turn the events Into around. My, my new favorite. Yeah. I'm well, just gonna get you a metal detector to like just scan yeah, the floor. There we go. I just I took it off of physical therapy and I thought I had it in my pocket when I left. Maybe I didn't. Ooh, I wonder if it's on the couch. Because I did take a nap. I came home and immediately took a nap. So maybe it's in the couch. Perhaps it is. So many places. Did you I need put to those pants in the washer? Not yet. Because I have washed my Tiffany necklace, I'm pretty sure. Oof. It survived. Yeah, I mean, they're great quality, <laughs> so. Uh, it's 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 not, like, ironic, but it is a little bit because you never take that necklace off. I like, you shower with it, you yeah, said before. Yeah, which you're not supposed to. No. I shower with it. I swim with it. I do everything you're not supposed to do with it so. on. I live with it on. But they're working on my, like, head and neck, obviously, and they're like, yeah, we need that. We need that moved so we can do what we need to do. So, like, it's not like it was an unfair request, but I'm no. like, I am the most bummed. Like, literally yesterday, after all of the events of the week, I was like, I have no more energy to be upset about things, but I am genuinely upset about this. I was like, I thought my tank was empty. No, this is, this is the low, low. So. They say God has quite the sense of humor. Yeah, well, he could suck it. <laughs> uh, my week has not been very terrible. I'm glad. It's just been busy. Fair enough. I am getting my hair uh, dyed. Well, not anything crazy, just chocolate mm-hmm. brown like normal. Yeah. And a light trim and some layers. Lovely. That sounds nice. I kind of want to cut my hair short again, like up to my shoulders, but yeah. like, I really don't want to. I am... So. I am enjoying the growing out process. It's This is the longest my hair has been in years. Mm-hmm. And it's still not even really long, mm-hmm. but it's the longest it's been. And I'm just, I'm, I like swishing my ponytail yeah, a I, lot. I like having long hair. It makes me feel like a mermaid. It's true. It's true. It's finally reaching a point, too. There's like that awkward grow out phase. <laughs> and I'm finally past that. So I can like actually start styling it. And I think the next time I'm go, going to go, I'm going to ask for like some more aggressive layers and Maybe throw in a curtain bang. We'll oh. see what happens. But Some bangs. Not real bangs. 
your girl did straight across bangs, and there are, like, four pictures of me at that time. Yeah. And if there was a way I could get rid of them, I would. That's fair. Because. I don't, I don't feel like I look very good with bangs. My face is way too round. I do a great time with, like, texture around my face, which is why I'm, like, I feel like a curtain bang would be good, but, like, a longer one. Mm -hmm. Because I pretty much already had those. Right. Like, (laughs) I basically had curtain bangs for years. Before they were really popular, it was, like, when everybody was, like, oh, we're going to do a French bang. And then I would just let them grow out because I'm a disaster. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't feel the need to go spend hundreds of dollars because I'm not going to style my fucking hair. No. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm, like... Although I did get the the little, like, silky foam rods to do heatless waves. I want to try those. I tried to do my hair with a t-shirt the other day, no, and it work. did not go well for me. But this one had great reviews. It's okay. It was only like $10 on Amazon. Well, you so. let me know how it works, because I want I want to know. Yes. It's like four rods, and you just like... There's also one with a headband. Uh, I don't know. But also, people said it's really comfortable to sleep in, which okay. is why I got it, because I was like... Mm. There was like a period of time, like I'm finally... Not finally, but no, finally. We're like at the point in the relationship, like, you know, you have different stages. In a relationship. (laughs) And, like, different little landmarks. And I'm at the point now, I'm like, I could go to bed with a weird-ass hairstyle, and he'll be fine with it. Well. He won't, like, he might judge me a little bit for it, but, like. Uh, I sometimes ask Alex if he wants to participate in face masks. Oh, I definitely ask him if he wants to participate in face masks. I think there's something wrong with that. I'm I'm trying to break down, you know, any of. Which is very little, but any of Alex's, like, toxic masculinity ideas, you know, he <laughs> doesn't have a lot, but just in case. I, this is gonna sound terrible. Oh, like, no. I definitely don't have to break down any of Ian's, if <laughs> anything, I have to, like, put some boundaries up. The other day, I was, like, peeing, and he was, like, this might be TMI, but I was, like, in the bathroom, and he was just, like, yeah, did, like, he, and I was, like, I am peeing. You don't, you don't, you can't pee in front of him? No. Oh, me and Alex. I don't want to. Pee. If we, especially if we're drinking, then, like, yeah. we're having a conversation. I can't just end the conversation. He was like, what? And I was like, the mystery is gone from our relationship. It's gone. There's nothing left. And he was like, well, technically, there's number two. <laughs> That's true. And I was like, no. <laughs> just stop it. That is very true. Just also, aren't it. you, like, a, you're like a stage fright I here, am. right? <laughs> I am, like... So, I was so uncomfortable. I was like, he left, thankfully. Of course. Because he's a gentleman, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. And he was like, oh, God, okay. I don't, I'm don't. i I'm not weirded out by it, but okay. And I was like, I am, though. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not okay. Yeah, no. Not okay. He's like, it's not weird. And I was like, <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. It's fair. So, yeah. It's very fair. Um, I don't know how we got to a conversation on peeing. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, and I'm trying to think of a way to segue it. Here's the segue. <clears throat> Would you like to take a break? <laughs> Absolutely. And Thank then we you. can go get into the case file. Perfect. <laughs> I had Taco Bell. Lindsay saw me eat it, but you guys don't know. That was my first meal of the day. It is 4 p.m. And Taco Bell was my first meal of the day at 4 p.m. And honestly, it wasn't a great choice. 
You regret it. I regret it. Mm. I should have gone to the Tropical Smoothie Cafe, but I didn't. I was, like, looking at the La Hacienda, and I was like, that sure looks good. Right, that's very different than Taco Bell. Well, the La Hacienda <laughs> was making me think about Mexican food, and I was like, I would like Mexican food. I was like, but I'm fucking starving. I don't feel like we. She's and I was Americanized. Like, you know Mexican what? Food. You know what's Mexican Some food adjacent? Not even. It's like Mexican. What is Taco Bell? Is it? Is it? Is it Tex-Mex? It is. It's based like, or is it, is, it Mexican food based? It is bastardized american <laughs> food like it's it's its, it's its own thing mm. it's its own subgenre. but i was like what is something that is reminiscent of mexican food that i can get quickly and i was like well there's always taco bell forever and i'm sorry about that now but anyways it'll be fun firstly what are we talking about today we are talking about wrongfully convicted women we also have one for men. We're just not doing it this season. Just, so calm down. We'll get there. Don't Actually, worry. I think I already have done one, but it's fine. We just have to, like, we got to narrow this shit down. So we did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I will be talking about, I'm going to say, oh, it's so tiny. Why is my, it's, oh, it's because it's flipped. I have Audacity on top and not. One moment. Okay. Because I'm looking way down at my screen. Okay. I'm talking about, I'm going to go with uh, Kirsten Blaze. Bobato? Seems reasonable to me. <laughs> Seems like a fair pronunciation. I will one day on look up pronunciation when I'm not in school. So, second half of the season's gonna be great. <laughs> Mine is easy. I'm talking about Gloria Killian. Oh, I love that name. Such a good name. I, like, didn't even do any research, but I saw her name and I was like, that's my case. If Alex dies before I give birth, I'm naming our child Killian, and he can <laughs> fucking suck it in the afterlife. He can haunt you. You don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so cute. It's a good name. All right. The quote, because I read it correct. Yes. Okay. It goes, we must remember always that accusation is not proof and that conviction depends upon evidence and due process of law. And that is by Edward. I want to go with Murrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck that is. But also, <laughs> bruh, we should include that quote at the beginning of every single legal proceeding. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, fuck, what's the show? I don't watch it. Uh, Law and Order. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I like it. I like it. Uh, what are we drinking? All right. Today we are drinking a lychee and rose mimosa, which you picked because it's a very feminine since this topic features women. Yes, yeah, it's just a feminine drink. The We don't have it very feminine-y uh, because I don't have the garnishes, but it's garnished with um, a, what is it, lychee? Lychee. And then uh, edible flowers. It goes really well with my manicure. Ooh, it does. So pretty. It looks like a drink that belongs at the salon. Oh, could you imagine if salons gave out drinks with vodka in them? Oh, my God. <laughs> Billy, yeah. I'll take a manicure. I'll take a pedicure. Can I have a towel? Wine and vodka together because our drink has wine and vodka. Yep. It's it's rosé in there. So, um, yes, yeah, so what is in it is I'm lychee. 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 I keep looking at it and keep wanting to go, like, lychee. Lychee. But, like, that's super not it. Nope. Um, So it has the syrup from the tinned can. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the tin can also has like a super big warning that like could cause like birth defects or oh reproductive my God. harm. What? Uh, yeah, it's like California Proposition sixty five. Okay. Alex claims that's on a lot of our food in our house. I said, "Fucking find one," because I've never seen this, and he could yeah. not. So, drink at your own risk? Question mark. There's chemicals in it that do. I mean, here's it's not like thing. you're really worried. I was gonna say, but also here's the thing: like, if you're pregnant, you shouldn't be drinking this anyway. This is very true. Yes, but if I guess if you want to have if kids, you are, maybe if you are nursing pregnant or trying to become pregnant, you shouldn't drink responsibly. You should be. Paying attention to what's in your drinks. Yes. That's all I'm saying. One day we'll include mocktails for those who are unable to drink with us. Probably, like, soon adjacent. I'll be like, I can't handle any more alcohol. <laughs> Can we just mix in a mocktail real fast? I think we're going to do that anyways just because I would like to have, like, because there could be people who just choose not to drink, can't drink, whatever. That might want to enjoy our drinks. People like me with bad livers. Exactly. Who, Not people like who me. Who have to take a chill pill every now and then from the I alcohol. topped my drink off with a lot of wine <laughs> compared to Tiffany's. Very, very weird conversation about my drinking habits when they're like, sorry about your liver. And I was like, they're like, how much do you drink every week? Not and I that was much. Like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll drink socially, but I don't really go out a ton. Are we alcoholics? Like, no. I was like, I will occasionally have a glass of wine at the end of the day. And she was like, and how would you feel if you couldn't have a glass of wine at the end of the day? And I was like. <laughs> would you experience withdrawal? <laughs> right. I was like, I I mean, I'd probably get some potato chips instead. Like. it's fair. I don't. It was, it was a good time. It also has rose water, vodka, sparkling rosé wine, and I told you the garnishes. Yeah. So that is what it's supposed to be. And you have a fun fact for us? I super do. Um, I can just get all the way over there. <clears throat> okay. So a lychee is known as the Chinese strawberry because it comes from China and looks like a strawberry. Well. <laughs> um, yes. The, like, little inside part that was in that can is the the little inside yeah. part. Apparently the seeds are really toxic, so don't eat those. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, its red color symbolizes happiness and good fortune. Mm-hmm. According to ancient Chinese culture, the lychee fruit is also a mythological symbol of romance, beauty, and good luck. It's really interesting that it's a symbol of romance and good luck when it will fucking kill you. Well, yeah. And also will give your children birth <laughs> defects. Uh, yeah. So... That's exciting. Yes, it is. Uh, I just double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. This fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my god! I keep clicking it. Why is she clicking? I- I'm just keep clicking the like whole section. I'm trying to raise the bar so I can just get it back to normal. Ah. Uh, yes. So sip, sip time. Let us have a sip. It smells kind of like a bath bomb. Like a romantic yes rose bath bomb. Literally. This is what it Lush smells like. I was going to say, <laughs> this smells like if you're having a glass of wine with your bath bomb. Because there's like the slight you're hint. a good smut bug. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you'll I appreciate found, it one day. I found this new, not a new brand of bath bombs, but they're new to me that they have at Target. I've just never tried them before. Mm-hmm. Um... And they have a little toy inside. Ooh. And I'm going to be honest. The one that I tried, it was a unicorn bath bomb, and it was, like, white and pink and blue. Was not impressed with the color. 
because it was predominantly white is Ew. what I'm blaming it on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I like it when my bath bombs change my watercolor. I was going to say, Lush is real good at that. Yeah. It's probably the best. This it definitely is the best. <laughs> uh, I just don't make it to Lush very often. And the idea of ordering bath bombs online just doesn't really occur to me very Or does someone pick it up for you? I yeah. literally work on the island. Yeah. I'm like 15 minutes from Lush. I'll just yeah. pick up your order for you sometime. I could just pick it off Friday. I could prefer. I could do that. Well, there you go. Um, I'll get myself something while I'm there. Little little prize, like prize for Tiffany, prize for me. Um, But it had a little toy unicorn inside of it. Oh, that's cute. And I was like, this is, I like this. So I have another one of their bath bombs and it's predominantly yellow. So we're going to see. That's fun. See how the water changes color if it does. Alex got me uh, bath bombs. Mm, for my birthday or something, they had uh, a D20 inside of them. Aww. They were, the quality of the of the, the dice were not great. Like, yeah. it could have been way better. Uh, it did change my watercolor, though. That's good. It wasn't, like, super fragrant or anything. Mm. Yeah, no, this one, it was fragrant. It was definitely fragrant. It was just clear. <laughs> it so. was clear. It was like water. <laughs> I could see my body through it, and I oh. don't. Want to do that while I'm in a bath trying to relax. That's fair. All right, we're going to try this drink. We're going to stop fucking talking. Oh, Tiffany's making a real bad face. I did not take a sip. You try it. It tastes like what I think a bath bomb would taste like. It tastes like perfume. <laughs> it's the fucking oh, rose water is what it is. It does taste like perfume. That's a good, like, I feel like I'm breathing out, like, oh, this is hurting my mouth. It's it's the fucking rose water because in the last season I'm pretty sure I did that blackberry. Mm-hmm. It tasted and smelled like artisan soap. It's fucking rose water. Is the rose water you have like fucking concentrate or something? No, it's not. I don't know how. I don't. It looks and the color is exactly like what the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a teaspoon worth of rose water too. That's all that's in each of these drinks. Yeah. This isn't even a person. This is a place. It's like a little old lady salon where their favorite ingredient is rose water. Yeah, I think without the rose water, this would taste okay. Yeah, I think this would be good. I think it's just, like, I feel like I've eaten soap now. Mm-hmm. Like, my mouth feels soapy. I'm going to start vetoing rose water from the ingredients. Yeah, damn. That sucks because I was really excited for this one. Like, I'm going to make, I'm going to try making this without, without rose, rose water. water to see if it's better or if it's the same. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's. The flavor was fine. It was just the fucking soapiness and the burning of my mouth. Like, I think if it didn't have... It's the chemicals. If it didn't have that floral accent, I think it would be really good. That is the point of it, though, is to be like... But it's not an accent is the problem. <laughs> no. I was saying accent. I was being generous. <laughs> Sorry. This is not an accent. This is, like, the whole damn thing. Yeah. So. Well, swing and a miss. What do you rate it? Ugh. What would you rate a place? How, how, how audacious is it? It's pretty fucking audacious. I would say this is like an eight. This is like a, and I realize it's normally like mediocre white man, but I'm so hung up on this <laughs> fucking salon <sighs> mental image. Like you go to the bathroom and they have those little like. It's a very judgmental place also. Well, yeah, you go, so you're out there talking and you're like, yeah, this happened to me. And then you go in the bathroom and then you're in the bathroom. You can hear them talking shit about what you just told them. Yes. But you're too distracted by the pink flowers it on gives the you a hand headache. towel. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like they're like if they don't call it a bathroom they call it a powder room mm. yeah that's what yeah this is like a nine or a fucking ten yeah this, this is, is bad. real bad <laughs> this is so bad now quite effective though i'd imagine because it's got a it's, whole mini bottle of vodka and i i mean mine's topped off quite a bit with rosé honestly with i you could get fucked up with this yeah I think it would be refreshing as fuck if it didn't have that rose water in it. Yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think of something we could replace the rose water with to get, like, that refreshing kind of component of, like, feminine energy. I'm still going to drink mine, though. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me just hop right into mine. So, yeah, so this is women who have been wrongfully convicted, like we said. So this was a lot of fun to, to research. Also, there's a lot of options for this topic. Really, there are a ton. Like, we could easily revisit this a few times. Um, So, I am talking about the uh, lovely, wonderful case um, where uh, Kristen Blaise Lobato was 18 years old when she was convicted for the brutal 2001 murder of Duran Bailey, a homeless man in Las Vegas. Oh. Yes. Duran Bailey's body had been found around 10 p.m. on July 8th of 2001. He was beside a dumpster in the parking lot of a bank building. The crime was brutal. His eyes were swollen shut. His skull had been cracked. Several of his teeth had been knocked out. Um, his artery had been cut and his penis had been Shit. removed. Obviously, this 18-year-old was convicted for this. Don't jump. Jump the gun here. <laughs> Let's. I am so curious to see. Kristen did not live in Las Vegas. She lived in uh, a city three hours away. But she was visiting friends in late May of 2001. And this is where she was attacked in a motel parking lot by a man who attempted to rape her. Okay. So Kristen carried a small knife on her, which had been gifted by her father for protection. Um, and she used it to slash at the man's groin area before escaping his grasp and fleeing away in her car. Good job by her. Seriously. Kristen told numerous people back home this story and stated clearly that it occurred before July 2001 because mm-hmm. this is in May. Yeah. That is how months work. Yeah. She also explained that when she did drive off after the attack, she saw the man lying on the ground, mobile and crying. So not fucking dead. Right. <laughs> also Motel parking lots, not a bank. Right. Of course, word of Kristen's attack got around, and by July 2001, Las Vegas Police Department received a call from an individual who said Kristen had told them she that she had cut off a man's penis in Las Vegas, which, like, they're like, oh, what a coincidence. That's so crazy. Yeah. So, based on that story alone, police immediately drive to Kristen's home. Uh, and upon their arrival, detectives told Kristen they knew she'd been attacked and recorded a, a statement of hers, mm-hmm. which stated she had been attacked in late May. It also stated that it had happened at least a month ago. So numerous times, like, the time frame is being established on a recorded statement. Right. Um, however, Kristen described the scene as a motel parking lot, not a dumpster, in the bank building area. Uh-huh. Um, she also explained the man was mobile and alive. Not fucking dead. Yeah. So big differences. Like, obvious yeah. fucking differences. This is what makes me so very frustrated. Since uh, the police had come to Kristen's home with the information of Duran Bailey, you know, of being murdered. Yeah. She was under the impression that that was the man who attempted to rape her and he had died. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, she did not understand that this was, like, not... Right. Totally different wounds. Yeah, exactly. So she expressed remorse in addition to other comments, which detectives took as her confession for his murder, even though the facts of her story were at odds with the actual fucking crime of the story. Yeah. Which blows my mind. That makes sense. What? Um, so... Police arrested Kristen for his, uh, for Duran Bailey's murder without an investigation to clear alternate perpetrators with the motive and mean to violently kill him. On July 1st, a week before Duran was found murdered, he had assaulted and raped a woman who lived in an apartment building next to the bank where his body had been found. Great. I feel like that should be your first stop in... Step one. <laughs> um, according to the victim, because... She was threatened with death if she told anyone by Duran Bailey. She did come forward, you know, a yeah. little time later. Um, and she talked about what happened. And she also spoke of a number of male neighbors who had an ongoing dispute with Duran about the attack. But police prematurely dismissed these potential suspects, even though they super had the fucking means and motive. They removed, right. I mean, they cut off his penis. Like, that really feels like... Yeah, there is some emotion yeah, here. Yeah, you know. At trial, the prosecution relied primarily on Kristen's statement to the detectives, which was characterized as a confession, as there was no physical or forensic evidence linking her to the crime. Mm-hmm. So all we have is this half-assed confession that's really more so like, oh, I'm so sorry I defended myself. Right, and also like, I'm so sorry if the guy that attacked me oh, yeah, yeah. ended up. Well, murder is murder, and it's wrong. So keep no, that in mind. No, absolutely. I just mean that in the context. I've realized how that sounds, but I just mean that in the context of like if the person, if the person that actually attacked me, not this random oh, other oh, guy. Oh, yes, yeah. Like, yeah, I am sorry if the guy that attacked me is dead. Right. Who the fuck is this guy though? Right. Yeah. Kristen's defense presented numerous family members and neighbors who testified that Kristen was home on the day of. Duran's murder. Yeah. Like I said, she lives three hours away. So it's not, like, unreasonable that she could be in Las Vegas. Right. But also, they have certain times, like, she's there by, and it just doesn't really line up in yeah. that sense. Well, prosecutors anticipated Kristen to plead not guilty by reason of self-defense, mm-hmm. but she denied committing the crime entirely. She even refused a plea deal, which offered a three-year prison sentence on the charge of manslaughter because she insisted she was innocent. Yeah. Which, like... Why, I mean, why would she take something if she's, right? you know, I mean, if you're innocent, you're probably pretty sure it's going to be proven that you're innocent. Right. Like, no one can say that I'm sorry that someone died is a confession that I brutally, brutally murdered them. It's kind of like Callie Torres in her lawsuit. (laughs) I'm so sorry this happened to you. Uh, Remorse is a tricky thing. So, where were we? Prosecutors contended that Kristen was a known, uh meth user who killed Duran uh, during a dispute over sex and drugs. God. So they just slashed up her character basically yeah. at 18 years old. The prosecution also argued Kristen's claims of being home on the day of the murder by relying heavily on their medical examiner's time of death, which estimated that Duran had died up to 24 hours before he was pronounced dead at 3.50 a.m. on July 9th. Okay. There's a lot to this, like... Just a lot. So, they're saying that people testified that she had an alibi. Right. But it doesn't actually line up because he was dead 
a day before he was found. So, and no one could testify that she was in her hometown that day. Kristen's attorneys compared her trial to the Salem Witch Trials. Mm -hmm. Uh, The jury convicted her after a night of deliberating and found her guilty of first-degree murder and was sentenced to 40 to 100 years in prison on August 27th, 2002. My God. Yes. In 2004, Kristen's conviction was reversed. Okay. By 2006, Kristen was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and sentenced to 13 to 45 years in prison. In May 2010... Kristen filed a um, habeas uh, corpus petition Mm -hmm. that asserted 79 grounds for a new trial. Judge Vega denied the petition in June 2011. Great. Like, I feel like that's quite a bit. She then appealed that ruling to the Nevada Supreme Court in August 2011. That was dismissed by January 2012, unfortunately. So we've got, like, multiple years of her trying to get someone to fucking listen to her. Thankfully, Judge Vega ran into some, like, mishaps and so didn't rerun for his posi- – or her position. I'm pretty sure it was a him. Yeah. Um, and so they were kind of down a person. So the Supreme Court was hearing oral arguments. Okay. Which was, like, the first time that, like, they actually listened about Kristen's petition. Right. By December uh, – sorry, that was September 2014. Okay. So – Three years later, just about, Judge Miley, a new district judge in Las Vegas, granted Kristen a new trial, finally. Yay! It only took 16 years. That's all. Yeah. Uh, At the hearing in 2017, Kristen presented the testimony of three forensic etymologists, who, by the way, are insect scientists for those who don't know, which is kind of important to know. Uh, all who concluded that based on the weather conditions in Las Vegas on July 8th and based on the outdoor location where Duran's body was found, one would expect to see his body filled with blowfly eggs. Ugh. Yes. Um, which do appear within a short period of expiration, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, and he had no eggs. Yeah. So their whole like, oh, he was dead for 24 hours before he was found. That's right. like doesn't make sense. With that, it turns out his body, um, he died close to when his body was discovered around 10 p.m. on July 8th, which Mm she has an alibi for. Yes. So, based on the scientific evidence presented at Kristen's new trial, Judge Miley granted Kristen's uh, petition and vacated her convictions. Aww. Kristen was 18 years old and served 16 years for a murder she quite obviously did not commit. Uh, on her uh, release date um, on January 3rd, 2018, she told reporters that she wanted to go shopping and get coffee. And that's really the best thing I can really find about her. Yeah. So Out there living her best life, I, I hope. hope so. That sucks. Yeah. It really gave me some, like, Sense of the Lambs vibes because of the whole insect component yeah. there. I don't love that. You don't love that? I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it's cool. It's cool, but when I think about insects and bodies, it just makes me uncomfortable. That's fair. It's not for everybody. So, it's the purpose of the body farm, though. It is. Learning these things. It is, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I guess I never really found out terrible. who killed Duran Bailey, but. Whoops. I don't think they figured it out because they thought they well, solved it for I 16 years. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I say whoops very, like, cavalierly but it's like y'all very much could have solved that 
You very much could have solved that, but you got so hung up on, like, this rabbit hole mm-hmm. that you, honestly. It's like tunnel vision. It's like, yes, you needed to go check it out, sure. This, yeah. Absolutely, check it out. But, like. As soon as you figure out she's she was there in May and not in July, she'd right. have been like, oh, oh okay. Oh, damn, timelines don't match up. Oh, well, also, here are all these people she told about it who have been talking about it since May. Mm-hmm. And this didn't happen until later. So, like, I'm sure there were tons of people that could have been like, oh, yeah, that happened in May. Like, which is what they had all those fucking people testify for. Exactly. So, like, I don't know how the jury convicted her on that one. Just you wait, friend. <laughs> just you wait. Okay. I'm going to just get into this. Go for it. Ed Davies was an elderly corn collector living with his wife, Grace, in Rosemont, California. Did you say corn collector? Coin collector. Oh, there's a corn collector. And I was like, A what? corn collector. <laughs> Sorry. A coin collector. I was going to ask what that was. <laughs> okay. If there are any corn collectors out there, please, please let, let us know. know. <laughs> so Ed had come into possession of not one, mm-hmm. not two, <gasps> not three. Not four. Jesus. Not five. Okay. But six suitcases full of silver. All right. That's a lot. Ed wasn't fucking around. Clearly. Coin collectors, you know? Mm-hmm. Got that bank. Unfortunately, being in possession of such a large amount of precious metals makes you a target. Yep. Um... Which is tragically how the story begins. Mm. On December 9th, 1981, a man arrived at Ed and Grace's home and told them that he was a telephone repairman. Once he gained access to the home, he overpowered and tied up the couple until another man came into the home as well. Um, They then took the suitcases and shot both Ed and Grace, killing Ed and severely wounding Grace. After that, they just fled the crime scene and... Or, like, bye forever. Or at least that was their plan. When Grace would later recount the events of the night, she explained part of it um, was a couple days earlier, a woman came to the door and knocked on the door. Um, But she couldn't quite remember enough information to really identify someone, just that a woman had come and knocked on the door and asked to use the phone. A tip line was set up, and on December 14th, somebody called in and said that the two men likely related to this crime were named Stephen DeSantis and Gary Massey. As detectives looked into the two men, they came into contact with the wife of Gary Massey. His wife's name was Joanne, and she was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll talk to you guys about this. Um, There was significant evidence at the crime scene to implicate Gary, not so much Stephen, but definitely Gary. Um, So she was like, okay, well, I guess I'll talk to you. And if my husband was involved, then so is this other woman named Gloria. She's definitely, definitely linked to this. Now, at the time they arrested Gary, they also arrested Gloria Killian in relation to these crimes. I think they were just geographically close to each other was the main thing they were like geographically close and the wife said this woman gloria was involved so they're like we're gonna get her too initially the police held gloria for four months without the possibility of bail 
And the whole time she was like, hey, I have no idea who this man is. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, who the fuck is Gary? Because I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Due to her being like, hey, guys, what the fuck? Gloria was eventually released as there was no real link between her and the case. Right. Until May of 1983, when Gary Massey was convicted of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. It was after the sentencing he contacted the sheriff's department. He was like, I'm going to tell you guys the full story of the robbery. I'll tell you about everything, about everybody who was involved, how everything went down. If you give me a lighter sentence, please and thanks. And of course, with the idea of a full confession and potentially other people implicated, the sheriff's office was like, fuck yeah, man. So Gary got his deal and was eventually resentenced from life without parole to 25 years. And in exchange, he confirmed the involvement of his cousin, who they previously didn't have enough evidence to convict, convict Stephen, and revealed the mastermind of the plan. The woman they had already arrested once, Gloria Killian. Mm -hmm. According to Gary, Gloria had planned the robbery and the initial plan was a little different. She was going to go knock on the door, ask for help or to use their phone to gain access to their home. Um, And then Gary and Stephen would come in, help overpower them. They'd take the suitcases and then Ed and Grace would be taken care of, whether that means leaving them or killing them. That Mm -hmm. was never made fully clear. When that plan initially didn't work, they then came up with the idea to modify the plan and send one of the guys in as a repair man, which is obviously the plan that ended up happening. Police arrested Gloria again and began the process of prosecuting her for her involvement with the case due to his confession. This came as a complete and total blindside to Gloria, who thought she was cleared of involvement. She had already been held for four months. And she was already like, hey, guys, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. We've never actually met. Mm -hmm. They were like, he said you did it, though. So the trials for Stephen DeSantis and Gloria Killian were held separately, with Stephen's going first because there was physical evidence to tie him to the case. Um, The police had long suspected his involvement, But the confession of Gary was just really the nail in his coffin. And at his trial, he ended up pleading guilty. Um, And was like, yeah, here's the whole story. Here's how everything went down. And the big difference in his confession was that he had never heard of a woman named Gloria Killian. He was like, yeah, I definitely did this. I was definitely involved. No idea who the fuck she is. Mm. So I'm not going (laughs) to say she was the planner behind it because i don't know her so to me i'm like red flag yeah you've got one guy trying to make a deal who gives you two names one that makes sense the other one the only information you have came from his wife Mm -hmm. but like you know the prosecutors were like no gary definitely wouldn't lie to save his own skin that was no that's not what gary does no So at the trial of Gloria Killian, the only evidence, like I said, to link her was information from Gary and his wife. No physical evidence. And remember, the supposed original plan about a woman was supposed to be, like, she's going to knock on the door, trying to get in. Um, Grace Davies did remember that, like I mentioned earlier. When she was called to the stand, she could only testify that a woman had come knocking, trying to get inside. But she wouldn't confirm that it was definitely Gloria. Mm Mm-hmm. 
she didn't see the woman that night and could only say, yeah, I heard a woman's voice. That's all I got. When Gary took the stand, he just tried to explain away the discrepancies. He claimed that all of the planning had taken place between him and Gloria, which is why Stephen didn't know about her. Okay. And then after the initial failed attempt, she was no longer physically involved. He said that despite her lack of physical involvement in the second iteration of the plan, once she realized that he and his cousin had carried it out, she called demanding her share of the take since it was really her plan all along. In order to give more credibility to his testimony, he testified on the stand that he had not made a deal with the prosecution in order to get a lighter sentence. And the only reason his sentence could potentially change was because he decided to confess on his own with no deal included. And like once prosecutors realized he wasn't the leader of the ring, they could reduce his sentence on their own because the universe was rewarding him for telling the truth. You know, it's nice. It's not his fault that he told, told the truth and then magically got a lighter sentence. Yeah. And I had air quotes around told the truth for people who can't see me. So everybody but me. Yep. (laughs) So thanks to basically just testimony from Gary on February 26, 1986, Gloria Killian was sentenced to 32 years to life without parole for the murders and robbery. The fuck is the point of a due process system if we don't fucking use it? Yeah. So Gloria was sent to the California Institution for Women Prison at Chino, where she would remain trying to tell her story to anyone who would listen, to no avail to the early 90s, until a woman named Joyce Ride, a.k.a. the mother of one Sally Ride, started visiting the prison regularly. Joyce Ride began working with a non-profit organization called Friends Outside, which is an organization that helps inmates and their families cope with incarceration in healthy ways. Um, Joyce began visiting the women's institution regularly, and one of the women she began to get familiar with was Gloria Killian. She and Gloria actually planned to work together in the prison to help women who had previously suffered from domestic violence. Mm. um, So that whenever they were released from prison, they would be able to, like, look for healthier relationships. Better choices. Yeah. So after a year of working together, Joyce finally asked Gloria what the real story was behind why she was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. Gloria shared the history of her case, explaining that she was innocent, but she hadn't had the money to really fund an appeal and, like, pay for lawyers and do all the things that would need to happen. So it was, like, really financially just not an option. Um, She was, like, a former law student, so she knew that some shit was fucked. Mm -hmm. But with the system the way it is, she just – her hands were kind of tied. Yeah. So Joyce was, like – that's not right. That's super fucked up. I think you're innocent. And you might not have the money for this, but I sure as fuck do. Okay. Yeah. Gloria was like, no, you cannot spend all these dollars on me. And Joyce, being the stand-up lady that she is, was like, too bad. You can't stop me from fighting to prove your innocence. So over the course of the next few years, Joyce's hired PI did some digging. And in this digging, he found a copy of the letters between Gary Massey and prosecutors discussing the deal he was making for his confession, a direct contradiction to what he'd said on the stand. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And information that the prosecution purposefully re- withheld in order to try and lend more validity to Gary, which is not their do- job and is more technically called official misconduct. 
This official misconduct was enough to work on getting Gloria another trial, this time with a different prosecutorial team. So they're like, hey, these guys were fucking around keeping secrets about stuff that should have been public record. We want an entire new team to look at her shit. As it should have happened. So in preparation for the trial, another letter was found from Gary Massey. In preparation for the trial, another letter was found from Gary Massey, which was sent after Gloria's sentencing. Basically, Gary's a little bitch boy, and he was pissed that he wasn't getting better treatment in prison. He wanted to be transferred to another nicer prison. Um, I believe it was specifically one in, like, he wants to be one in Kentucky, not one in California. I don't fucking know. But he basically was just like, I want to have an easier time running out my sentence that I have now. In this letter, which you can find online, if you're interested and want to read the whole thing, it's kind of a hard read. But anyways, <laughs> he explicitly said, quote, I lied my ass off on the stand for you people, unquote. So problematic. That's another kind of crime. Yeah. Be called perjury. Mm-hmm. So thanks to the discovery of the misconduct as they kept referring to it as and this letter where massey admits to lying a writ of habeas corpus Ah. was filed which i was like what do that mean (laughs) because i was like that sounds fancy and it just means show me the body in latin which is like show me the proof bitch so makes me think of show me the money for some reason. Right? I don't know why. It, <laughs> but show it me the body. They also call it the great writ. Ew. So it's important. So when Gary was made aware of all this, he decided to just spill his fucking guts. Just publicly come clean. He explained that the testimony involving Gloria was all false. Just a fabrication he made up so he could tell them a better story. Oh. And remove what could be an issue for he and his wife the issue was at the time before the robbery when a woman had gone to grace and ed's house to gain access was gary's wife joanne all along oh what yeah they just targeted gloria and were like we're gonna just gonna throw her under the bus they i don't know how they picked her i couldn't find any information about like what ties they had to her or anything like why she didn't she didn't know them right she didn't know them that's really creepy and kind of scary. Yeah, I don't love Someone it. Could train you for murder. Literally. So, Gloria Killian was finally released in August of 2002, and the charges against her were formally dismissed a month later. With her previous arrest and the time waiting for trial, Gloria Killian was imprisoned for nearly two decades for a crime she had nothing to do with. Wrong. Yeah. I'm also going to mention something that, like, extra pissed me off like this whole thing was enraging but (laughs) as a little extra special sauce on top the prosecutor and her original trial was later admonished for his fuck-ups which is apparently the lawyer version of getting written up just a slap on the you know because you he stole 20 years of a woman's life by lying and hiding evidence and withholding things and doing a lot of illegal shit but let him continue being a lawyer okay that makes sense bold move it's an interesting choice after her release gloria killian initially lived with joyce which was obviously one of her closest friends at the time 
Since then, she's written a book called Full Circle and is now a professional speaker and has also become executive director of the Action Committee for Women in Prison in Southern California. So she has very much just taken this and been like, this is the hand that life has dealt me, so I'm going to play the fuck out of it if I can. Nice. Help other people and live my life. I like it. So, yeah, I'm glad, like, this was very much, like, I feel like it was almost, like, the universe kind of fucked her. Mm-hmm. But then the universe was like, actually, sorry. <laughs> Here's someone to save you. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's that's my case. God does have a sense of humor, they say. <laughs> Twice in one episode. So clever. No, thanks. <laughs> well, that's super awesome that, like, she did something with her time. Yeah. Bravo! <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to move on to Weekly Verdict? Sure. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I'm trying to remember who went first last week. I don't know. Do you have one? I'm like, I do have one. You can go Because remember we hinted to it at the beginning? Oh, that's right. Because I was going to say it and just now I was like, fuck, I know I had one earlier. What was it? But it's okay. I remember I hate it. when I forget my weekly verdict. Yep, so I'm like, oh, like, must not have been that great then. <laughs> I can't I thought it, it was good, but damn. <laughs> no, it is good. I, uh, it is officially official this week that we are going to Europe in the fall. So exciting. Which I am. What is the weather like there in the fall? Brisk. Okay. (laughs) It's not freezing, but like we're going to um, the UK, so it's going to be pretty damp, which Mm -hmm. is to be expected. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically temperatures that like at times are going to be like, oh, I feel like this is winter, but it's actually fall and I'm just a fucking lizard. (laughs) And that's why I think it feels like winter. I like to live close to the sun. I want, literally the other day at work, I was like, I just want to be a lizard on a rock. You know, to be fair, that sounds like quite the lifestyle. Like, especially if you're like a pet lizard and you just got a sun fucking lamp. Like, honestly, I was talking to the, like, dogs the other day and I was like, y'all motherfuckers have no idea how lucky you have it. to the dogs the other day. Okay, I talked to them. No, I talked to my dog. There's just the way that you phrased it. Uh, Tiffany's lost her mind this week. (laughs) It's fine. I I talk to my dogs all the time. According to Google, weather averages in September, a high of 67 and a low of 55. That's not that bad. It's not bad at all. Unless it rains, and I bet it's fucking terrible. I was going to say, it rains a lot there, though. It's very damp. So, layers, layers. I want to go to, I think, like, London. That's... That is our hub city for our trip. We're flying in and out of London. And then still making determinations. I want to do London, Scotland, Ireland since we're going to be there. and That'll be nice. We're going to be there for like two weeks. So stay away from all the war stuff. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> um, I think it just depends on like what COVID restrictions are when it gets yeah. closer. I've booked like we booked our tickets and everything. But I haven't actually booked, like, hotels and stuff. I'm waiting to see. Because I don't want to obviously, like, book a hotel for two weeks and then change my mind and then deal with refunds. Are you going to have to do any, like, quarantining? So. that's, I mean, not bullshit, obviously. It just kind of sucks if you just spend days of your trip 
Right. Well, that's the real determining factor about going to those don't sound like an american right now tiffany so well here's the thing so i'm fully vaccinated he's fully vaccinated but you still have to have Did he get his booster yeah oh I, last i heard he was still hadn't done that yet i thought this was a while ago though oh no he got his full series and yeah we're good um so you're both fully vaccinated. We're both fully vaccinated. You still have to have a negative PCR test mm-hmm. like 72 hours before like you get on your plane. Right. And that's just because you're going overseas. Right. Yeah. Um, but when you get there, you also have to take a COVID test, which can take up to like 48 hours to come back. But I'm kind of like, realistically, we're traveling like overnight and we're going to be so jet lagged. It's true. Like the first day of your trip, you basically sleep the whole day anyways when you're jumping that many time zones. So I'm not, I'm not that worried about the initial quarantine, but I'm like, if I have to quarantine two days going from London to Scotland to Ireland. That's what I was curious about. That will. Or is it like here in the States? From what I understand, like, obviously (laughs) restrictions are constantly changing, but I believe at the end of February they lifted their travel, like, Mm. some of their travel restrictions so that as long as you were staying within the UK, um, you don't have to quarantine. They just recommend getting a COVID test before as long as you have, like, all your paperwork that says that you had everything you needed as far as vaccines and required tests to come into the country. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Been doing a lot of research. A lot of planning. Yeah, probably something that needs a lot of planning. Well, yeah. Also, I'm <laughs> fucking psycho. And I'm like, PCRs, how am I supposed to type it out and to have it last 72 hours from the time I get on one plane to the time I get off in another one? Because PCRs can come back in two days. They can come back in five days. What are you supposed to do, Lindsay? Hope for the best, apparently. That's what people keep telling me. Yeah. They're like, well, you just time it out as best as you can. And I'm that's not a good answer for me. I don't have an answer for yeah. you. So. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> i got plenty of time to panic about it between now and then. I've also already started planning, like, planning, panicking. Panicking and planning, Those actually. <laughs> um, you plan so you don't panic. <laughs> I, but somehow, I start planning things and I'm like, oh, f- shit, that could go wrong. Yeah. I thought I was going to be, like, once I got the flights booked and everything, because it took a pretty significant amount of planning because I got some really cheap flights, but they were, like, out of Boston. So then I had to get a flight from Charleston to Boston, and I got everything timed out perfectly. So I would have, like, two or three hours in between flights, so it's not a rush, but it's not a stupid long layover. And I'm like, I booked it, and I was like, oh, thank God. And then the first thought in my head was, they could change all of these flights between now and then. And they might not work anymore. Also, me and Alex ran into the big issue. We did have, like, four hours for a layover in, Mm -hmm. like, Miami when we were coming back from Dallas. And because of the short staffing issue, we almost missed our flight to Charleston. (laughs) That is – I'm, like, I'm trying to be mentally prepared. But I'm going to – I'm going to be asking my doctor for a Xanax or something before I go on this trip. Very fair. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be panicking. Please help me. That's exciting, though. I am so excited. This is a trip I've wanted to take since I was in high school. I have a great playlist already. 
I've already planned out the first four days in the city. We're going to go see Six on the West End. That's exciting. I just have so many feelings. I'm going to go to the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Going to go... Ian was funny. So I was like, we're going to go to the British Museum. And he's like, and see all the shit they stole from other places? Well. And I was like, yes, because those other places don't have it anymore because it was stolen. So we got to go look at it there. <laughs> That's fair. I thought it was a good argument. It is a good one. I Yeah, I agree. So. <laughs> That's he's not plan. a fan of museums. Oh, no, he super is. Because it's kind of museums things. They kind of just take things from other places. They're just kind of like, and that's mine now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Sometimes they share. Also, there are um, a lot of museums you can get into for free mm. in England. So. Is there a cool, like, medical one? Because I bet that would be a lot of fun. Probably. I'm going to do a Jack the Ripper walking tour. Oh, yes. Yes, we talked about that. Um, I found bars that have little snow globes on top. They're called globes. But, like, you sit inside of it. Oh, yes. I know so you can be, about. like, outside at night, but you're, like, in your little sphere of comfort and warmth. Yes, yes. That's fun. So. It's yeah. cute and romantic. Yeah. I don't think me and Alex have a trip until I'm hoping next July. That is very exciting. Yeah. So what is your weekly verdict? Um. I feel like we've chatted for a little while, so <laughs> I was like... That she's got one now. Yeah, well, yeah, I had one. Good. Um, so me and Alex, like I told you earlier, are watching that second campaign, mm-hmm. the Critical Role, but I'm super speeding through it. Yeah. Actually, this is the shirt. I like, was gonna say one of the people. It's the softest shirt ever. Um, the person, so the voice actor that plays this character, he's the same one that played the character I was in love with. Uh, the previous campaign. Yeah. Um, he plays like these broody kind of mysterious men which is like yes. just my type so i don't hide it up with alex but it's fine. i don't know that math doesn't add up but okay because <laughs> i brood and i'm mysterious enough for both of us there you go um but so this character is like a wizard he's a human wizard so super squishy and can die very easily yeah um and has befriended this little goblin halfling thing that likes to steal things and Aww. it's Super doesn't make sense. Um, and the wizard is, like, into books mm-hmm. and socially awkward. So, like, I really like this character because, like, can relate somewhat. Yeah. And it just, the last episode ended. And they have the cute, it's their friendship that's bringing me joy. I'm going to be Aww. honest. So the little goblin stole some money and had some of its own money. And his the wizard had gone through, like, a traumatic thing. He puts the gold in his back pocket and taps and goes, there's some book money for you, friend. Oh, my God. I don't know why. But, like, being someone who likes books, that was, like, oh. That's precious. Uh, yeah, so. That's beautiful. That also, I finished my Hades and Persephone book. Oh, I yeah. want to keep up with my, my book tracking. Yeah. So, I can read book two to Hades and Persephone also. I was going to say, is this book. standalone or no? So, I thought I was reading fairy porn. No. Hades and Persephone, that was fucking porn. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I was literally blushing while reading it. <laughs> Oh, my, my fairy porn, that was, like, PG-13. Oh, no. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> Big difference. So, uh, Alex bought me book two because I got the Honor Society thing. So, yeah. he bought me book two of Hades and Persephone. And then he bought me the last book of the fairy yeah. saga, so, which is 800 pages. But, so, I can read that book or I can read my, like, 300-page Hades and Persephone Decisions, book. decisions. Which is probably, since it got really spicy at the end... Because I feel like the first time we talked about it, you're like, yeah, we're building. I bet the second book is real fucking spicy. 
Yeah. It was intense. It's intense to say the least. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I didn't want Alex to read it. I was like, please don't read this. This is inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Confession time. Sure. I have never read Fifty Shades of Grey or any of those books. Okay. You're really not missing a lot because it's not well written. But yeah. I feel like it's something that you should read just for the sake of saying that you've read it. Kind of like Twilight. Yeah, <laughs> I've me. also never read Twilight. God. Which is because Fifty Shades Grey is Twilight fan fiction. Yes. So. so it's like, which one do you read first now? But I just, it makes me so uncomfortable. The thought of reading something like smutty that also everybody else has. And I'm like, I know what your eyes have read. <laughs> it's true. There is no question because it is right there on paper. Yes. And that thought just makes me so uncomfortable. I think, like, Fifty Shades was not well written. Yeah. Like, sexy stuff. Yeah. It was, like, it felt fan fiction-y. I was going to say, like, there, I've seen excerpts of it that I'm like, yeah. that got published? Okay. It did. Uh, that's because I feel like it was, like, one of the first, like, yeah. uh, read about sex and it's popular. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, they did make movies about Hades it. and Persephone, that was pretty well written. <laughs> You're like, Hades and Persephone, they could have those movies. I am, that would be a good fucking they movie. They could only show those on HBO. Yes. I mean, it could be a movie. It'd have to be heavily implied what's happening. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because Persephone's like a virgin in it. And yeah. So, like, there's that Not whole... Not no mo. Um, yeah, so I don't know which book to read, but I won't be able to finish the 800 one. So, first responders unit. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Luminol Cocktail Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Luminol Cocktail Podcast. And don't forget, you can shoot us an email. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Share us. We have we have a fun logo. I, I got complimented on it last week. Our logo? Yeah. They were like, The wow. little shot glass thing? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, wow, that actually looks really professional. I was like, wow, why'd you say that so surprisingly? <laughs> we should make it ourselves. <laughs> so. It also like, comes in a shot glass if you want one. If you want one. Mm-hmm. Got so many of them. Yeah. Actually, and, not so many. There's like less than 30. Uh, yeah. And the Patreon's going to get a lot of like fun stuff. Yeah. Because we don't gonna, have a website anymore. We don't have a website. So. so that's where all the shit's going to be. If you want to see our research, if you want to see the recipes in full detail, hit us up on maybe Patreon. Maybe that's what we'll put the mocktails. Oh, yeah. You're so smart. That I, we come up with ourselves. We make those recipes. We don't steal. I could do that. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to use so many fucking juices. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week to serve you guys another round of Luminol Cocktails. Mm -hmm.